Life Audio. Welcome to Truth Tribe with Douglas Grothuis, where we seek the truth through reason and evidence about the things that matter most. I'd like to read a paper for you today that will be published in the near future. And this was written in response to a trip I recently took to Toronto, Canada, where I spoke to the Christian Medical and Dental Society Association's annual meeting. I did two plenary talks on apologetics and then three breakout sessions on various moral issues. And what I'd like to address is euthanasia, murder by medicine in Canada and the threat to America. You shall not murder. Exodus 20, verse 13. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. What comes to mind when you think of the word maid? You probably think of a paid helper, one who does dirty work you would rather not do. However, you do not think of your maid as killing someone. If that happens, an unexpected homicide has occurred. Since 2016, over 30,000 homicides have occurred in Canada at the hands of another maid, spelled capital M-A-I-D. Given secular trends, made or something like it, may be coming to America as well. Meet the new maid. Meet the new maid, who is a murderer. It is called M-A-I-D. It stands for Medical Assistance in Dying, and it allows physicians to euthanize people, thousands of people made in the image and likeness of God. This is a Canadian medical protocol which went into effect in June of 2016 when the Parliament of Canada passed federal legislation allowing eligible Canadians to request medical assistance in dying. I heard much about this program and its horrendous results when I was in Toronto, Canada to speak to the Christian Medical and Dental Association annual conference held at Wycliffe Hall on the historic and beautiful University of Toronto campus. But there is nothing beautiful about MAID. It is ugly and evil. However, it can be explained by historical developments. What happened and what can we do about it? The Secular Way of Medical Murder Canada is a deeply secular and leftist country. However, God still has his believing and faithful remnant. And I met many of them at the CMDA conference. The president of the CMDA, Larry Worthern, described Canada to me politically as Quote, America with only the Democratic Party, 
unquote. As such, it has progressively distanced itself politically from any Judeo-Christian heritage derived from England or the United States. In 1988, for example, it dropped any restrictions on abortion. Since then, four million babies have been legally aborted in a nation of about 39 million. At first, MAID was offered as a supposedly compassionate way for people with terminal and agonizing illnesses to have their life ended by a doctor. But it opened a door for inhumanity, especially for the disabled. In 2019, Justin Trudeau, the ultra-liberal Prime Minister of Canada, said that people would be able to choose assisted death, quote, in a way that isn't because you're not getting the supports and cares that you actually need, unquote. It has not worked out that way, of course. In March of 2021, the law expanded so that one no longer need be, no longer need a reasonably foreseeable natural death to qualify. That was the original wording. Journalist Alexander Rakin reports that, quote, every single day in 2021, which was the last year that we have data, more than 27 Canadians died by the hands of their physicians or nurses. And that's double the rate of unassisted suicide. People suffering from non-terminal diseases and basic life problems are now encouraged to use MAID. Rakin further notes, quote, a number of recent news articles have reported on Canadians who, driven by poverty and a lack of access to adequate health care, housing and social services, have turned to the country's euthanasia system. In multiple cases, veterans requesting help from Veterans Affairs Canada, at least one asked for PTSD treatment, another for a ramp for her wheelchair, were asked by caseworkers if they would like to apply for euthanasia, unquote. Let me repeat, over 30,000 Canadians have been put to death legally by medical doctors in Canada since 2016. Let that sink in. That is the size of a small town. As Christians, moreover, we must never forget that death is our entry point into eternity and one must be prepared to face God by knowing Christ as Lord. Because, quote, people are destined to die once, and after that to face judgment, Hebrews 9.27. Moreover, these deaths are procured legally and by physicians. Historically, physicians have considered their calling to do no harm, and to assist their patients in correcting illness and in being healthy. This is part of the ancient Hippocratic tradition which now is sadly largely lost. When physicians administer lethal doses of poison to their patients, something has radically gone wrong. The reasons for MAID have expanded far beyond the supposed death with dignity for those terminally ill. But even in these cases, it is morally wrong for someone to induce the death of another person, since this violates God's command not to murder. Exodus 20, verse 13. In a session on euthanasia and doctor-assisted suicide at the CMDA conference, I said, in America, we have strong opinions about legal matters, whether we know what we're talking about or not. I'm told by you Canadians that you are nicer and not too outspoken. I'm told that you tend to trust your government. 
You think that given Mage, you might need to become more outspoken, more like Americans? Damn right. There are no safeguards. We should not be surprised that Maid is now taking so many lives, even though Canadians were assured that safeguards would be in place. There are no safeguards when the decision has been made that some human beings who have committed no crimes and are not combatants in warfare have lives not worthy of being lived. If so, the value of life becomes subjective and determined by society instead of the creator of human life, God himself. This God has commanded, you shall not murder, Exodus 20, verse 13. It is not reactionary or cliché to note that this was the exact mentality that drove the Nazi Holocaust, that there was a life not worthy to be lived, which began by putting to death the infirm and the undesirable before reaching the Jews. We must never forget, never forget, that six million Jews were murdered by the Nazis because their lives were deemed not worthy to be lived. The Nazis forced their euthanasia on people, but the Canadians are, for now, only encouraging it. However, it will likely move from voluntary to involuntary. If a distressed person is deemed to have no sanctity of life and no competence to make his own choice, some are advocating made for infants. The Canadian newspaper, the National Post, reported that, quote, Dr. Louis Roy, from the Quebec College of Physicians, told the Commons Special Joint Committee on Medical Assistance in Dying that his organization believes MAID can be appropriate for infants up to age one who are born with, quote, severe malformations, unquote, and, quote, grave and serious syndromes, unquote, for which their, quote, perspective of survival is null, so to speak, unquote. Of course, with infants, no consent can be given, so euthanasia with consent, the original meaning of the law, moves to adults. Given infants means that adults give infants the death sentence because of their disabilities. I became aware of this tragic and exigent reality of devaluing human life in America, especially in 1979, when I read the book and saw the accompanying film series, Whatever Happened to the Human Race, featuring apologist, evangelist, theologian, and activist Francis Schaeffer and distinguished pediatric surgeon and ethicist C. Everett Koop. Dr. Koop later became Surgeon General under President Ronald Reagan. They warned of the West's descent into inhumanity, given the secular consensus that human beings have no intrinsic worth given by God. If so, the value of human life is relative to social situations and changing patterns of law. In 1979, about 6 million babies had been legally aborted in the United States since Roe v. Wade, and the authors warned of the normalizing of infanticide as well. They sadly were correct. Although Roe v. Wade was overturned in 2022, pro-abortion states such as my own state, Colorado, in the United States allow abortion up until birth, and required no aid be given to the babies born alive. They also warned of euthanasia for the elderly, but did not even foresee the kind of euthanasia now practiced in Canada that includes far more than the aged suffering from terminal illnesses. President Ronald Reagan identified the problem in the early 1980s. Quote, 
Every legislator, every doctor, and every citizen needs to recognize that the real issue is whether to affirm and protect the sanctity of all human life or to embrace a social ethic where some human lives are valued and others are not. As a nation, we must choose between the sanctity of life ethic and the quality of life ethic, unquote. It is inevitable that once you believe that human life is of only relative value, you open the door to murder. Murder, by God's standards, is the unjust killing of an innocent human being who poses no threat to you personally. But if anyone kills another human being without warrant of self-defense, capital punishment, or military sanction, that killing is murder. It is a grievous sin before God. Consider the first murder of Abel by his brother Cain. After Cain's murder, God said that the blood of Abel cried out to God from the ground of creation. Bloodshed has its own voice with God, the God who hears and the God who responds. This is from Genesis 4, 10, and 11. The Lord said, What have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Now you are under a curse and driven from the ground, which opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. We must listen to God's judgment on murder, for he is still speaking. It matters not if this murder is legally sanctioned or if it is administered by physicians, whose calling it is to help, not harm, to preserve life and not to end it artificially. It matters not if a person wants a physician to murder him or her. Murder is murder, and it must be opposed, come what may. Murder is killing God in effigy because human beings bear the divine image. We do not evolve from mere matter through chance and natural law. We were made in the image of God himself, personal beings made in God's personal image. As such, we have a unique and incomparable value. The disability community and disability advocacy groups have rightly opposed made, remember that means medical assistance in dying, for obvious reasons. Their message is that disabled people need equal access to facilities and jobs, should not be discriminated against because of their disabilities, except where pertinent, and should be welcomed as full members of their communities and without stigma. God tells us that, quote, Do not curse the deaf or put a stumbling block in front of the blind, but fear your God. I am the Lord. Leviticus 19.14 Made, on the contrary, allows or even encourages them to be euthanized and so flies in the face of the whole disability rights movement. Tim Stanton, professor of social work at the University of British Columbia, wrote that in light of the social worker's general concern for the marginalized, it was strange, quote, then, that when a piece of legislation was recently passed that was near universally opposed by Canadian disability rights and disabled persons organizations, including BIPOC indigenous disability organizations and women's disability organizations, and condemned by two UN special reports on the rights of disabled persons, the UN independent expert on the enjoyment of all human rights by older persons, and the UN special report on extreme poverty and human rights, 
Not a peep was heard from social workers or virtually any other social justice group. This silence on the injustice of made, I'm writing now, this silence on the injustice of made reveals not only an inconsistency among the organizations listed by Professor Stanton to forsake those who have despaired of life and encourage them to die is a violation of Jesus' injunction to care for the least of these. In his parable of the sheep and the goats, Jesus declares, Then they will say to those on the left, Depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. They also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? He will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did not do to the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. So the righteous, the ones who truly know God, will stand and defend the least of these. They will not help them to die. As an American Christian, I have a riot of concerns for my country. Abortion, infanticide, gender ideology, increasing crime and drug abuse, a broken and bleeding southern border, the rise of Satanism, an outbreak of homelessness, the need to reach the lost with the gospel, and more. Yet while visiting Toronto for the CMDA conference, I felt the urgency of Canada's euthanasia crisis and the challenges that Christian physicians face, since they may be called to make referrals for me. They are working to secure adequate conscience rights to refuse such referrals, in addition to referrals for abortion and gender transition surgeries. The United States may well copy its neighbor by adopting liberal euthanasia policies, unless sufficient resistance is brought to bear. Canada has killed 4 million babies through abortion, and America has killed its tens of millions, over 60 million and counting, since the legalization of Roe v. Wade, of abortion by Roe v. Wade in 1973. Given our wanton disregard for the objective value of human life in the womb, why not start killing people who want to die? If their lives have no intrinsic worth, and if a physician killing a compliant patient is not considered murder, there's nothing to hold back this death-dealing rationale. Doctor-assisted suicide is already legal in Colorado, California, the District of Columbia, Hawaii, Maine, New Jersey, New Mexico, Oregon, Vermont, and Washington. It is an option given to individuals in Montana through a court decision. In Colorado... Proposition 106 passed in 2016. The Colorado End-of-Life Options Act allows qualified, terminally ill patients, quote, within six months to receive a prescription from a willing licensed physician for medication that can be self-administered to bring about death, unquote. Doctor-assisted suicide, and this is very important, differs from euthanasia in that the doctor prescribes a legal drug but does a lethal drug, but does not administer it. That is left to the patient. The numbers say that people are far more willing to have euthanasia administered to them 
than to take the poison themselves, perhaps because of the aura of medical propriety that attends euthanasia. For example, California legalized doctor-assisted suicide on June 9, 2016, with its End-of-Life Options Act. Through December 31, 2021, 2,422 people committed doctor-assisted suicide in California. Compare that with the over 30,000 Canadians who have chosen euthanasia since 2016. California has roughly 38 million residents. Canada has roughly 39 million residents. These numbers reveal the popularity of euthanasia over doctor-assisted suicide. This is likely because there is still a social stigma against suicide. But being killed by euthanasia may seem more humane when administered by a physician who is typically viewed as a helping and highly skilled professional. America and Euthanasia Given these secular trends in the psychology favoring euthanasia over doctor-assisted suicide, I fear that something like MAID may insinuate itself into America. The abomination of doctor-assisted suicide has already arrived. If something like MAID arrives, thousands of innocent image-bearers of God would be put to death legally and voluntarily. That would be nothing less than murder by medicine, which is an abhorrence to God and a blight on any society that adopts it. In 2018, the Gallup organization released a poll which found that, quote, A broad majority of Americans, 72%, continue to believe that doctors should be legally allowed, at a patient's and family's request, to end a terminally ill patient's life using painless means. While support for legalized euthanasia is strong across nearly all subgroups of Americans, men, young adults, Democrats and liberals are especially likely to favor it. Support drops below a majority only among weekly churchgoers. By contrast, Gallup reports that in 1947 and 1950, quote, fewer than four in ten supported legally and painlessly ending a terminally ill patient's life, unquote. The Gallup finding speaks of ending a terminally ill person's life, but the Canadian example demonstrates that allowing euthanasia at all will open the door to the euthanizing people for many far less extreme reasons. The reason is simple. Given the secularity of American culture in general, and American medicine in particular, the only values that hold sway are, one, personal autonomy, and two, the avoidance of suffering. While both principles are significant for moral evaluation in medical decisions, neither are moral absolutes, and both lack the principle of the sanctity of human life before the face of God. Let us consider each. First, autonomy. Because human beings have objective value, irrespective of their subjective estimation, what a person wants for herself, that is autonomy, may in fact be morally wrong. Suicide, the use of illegal drugs, and prostitution are all morally wrong, despite the autonomy of the one involved in such decisions. The old Frank Sinatra lyric, I did it my way, is not a sufficient moral justification for anything. 2. Avoidance of suffering Our fallen world is racked by emotional and physical pain. 
and we do much to remove or alleviate both. However, while suffering is something to be minimized, suffering does not justify killing an innocent human being. In certain cases, animals may be put out of their misery simply because they are animals who do not bear the divine image. Human beings, however, occupy a different category. Moreover, brave people can find meaning in suffering and be a blessing to those who serve them. My deepest fear is that America may follow Canada down the slope into the rampant euthanasia that we are now seeing. This can be called antinatalism, which can be expressed in several ways. Antinatalism is the hatred of human life. Since human beings are not esteemed as being made in God's image, they are deemed expendable, and there is no reason to bring them into the world. Nothing could be more antinatal than abortion. But consider America's declining birth rates, increasing drug addictions and overdoses, increasing suicides, and, quote, gender transitions, unquote, that mutilate and render men and women sterile for life. While God calls us to life, the hatred of God means the love of death. God called his ancient people to life, and he calls us to life as well. This is Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. This day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live. Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. There is but one alternative, as spoken by the divine wisdom in Proverbs 8. For those who find me find life and receive favor from the Lord. But those who fail to find me harm themselves. All who hate me love death. Legalizing and incentivizing euthanasia is nothing less than the love of death. Let us encourage our Canadian friends in their resistance to euthanasia, and let us make sure that May does not come knocking on our hospital doors. This is Doug Grotheis. You've been listening to Truth Tribe. If you'd like to know about me and my ministry, please go to douglasgrotheis.com. If you appreciate this podcast, please tell a friend and put it on social media. Truth Tribe is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Have you ever felt conflict between your faith and feelings? If so, you're not alone. My name is Carly Mercouillier. I'm a licensed therapist and the host of the Therapy and Theology podcast, where we explore popular topics and questions related to faith, feelings, and spiritual formation. I want to invite you to join me every Thursday as we fearlessly name the complexities of our reality, grow in the awareness of who we are, and rediscover the power and purpose of our unique stories through the lens of the gospel. Subscribe today at lifeaudio.com.